for sure. That's funny. I just ordered a GI map test for one of my clients and myself. I know. I'm like, everything I run on my clients, I'm going to want to run on myself. <laughs> Tell me what's wrong with me. And they're going to be like, you're fine. Just get some sleep. <laughs> I was like, I told my client, I was like, we'll just bond over the stool sample collection together. Not physically together, but we can go through the experience together. Yeah. Yeah. You guys should sure. FaceTime each other as you do it. Oh my Well, God. the funny part is, is like, I've done these before and <laughs> which is good. I think this is a, there's a reason practitioners need to like practice what they preach because mm-hmm. it's really hard to do do like a stool sample collection because you can't cross contaminate with urine. So oh. literally, what I did is I had to make a saran wrap bucket on like one toilet, and then I would have to go to the bathroom and pee in one toilet, and then I, I would go to the other toilet <laughs> so the saran wrap bucket could catch the stool samples. <laughs> Oh my God, Brooke! That's too. Much. It works though. That's too it much works innovation. though. Like, <laughs> I created a saran wrap bucket to catch my shit. <laughs> but do you know how hard it is to try to sit down and like if you have to pee but you can't poop, like it's very hard. So I created a I system. Mean, you were. Um, this is once again like perfectionist, like. Top level. <laughs> Top level. Can't you just, like, shit in the thing that they send you? But, like, how uncomfortable is it to, like, hold this, like, you know, 80s fry catch thing? That's what it looks like, like a French fry thing. And, like, hold it and shit in cardboard. No, like, that doesn't absolutely work. absolutely not. Isn't it more uncomfortable to <laughs> bounce between place to pee and then to poop? You're, like, literally holding it and running to another place. And I mean, that would mean you have, place, like... like dumping syndrome or ibs or something if you're like can't hold it at all you're just like shitting and being at the same time Welcome back to another episode of the Health Unfiltered podcast. My name is Brooke West, and I am joined by my two very best friends and co-hosts, Nicole and Roe. What's up, y'all? What up? What's up? How is everyone feeling this week? I don't know. (laughs) We were talking earlier about how summer vibes just don't hit the way they used to, you know? I know. Just hot. I was out to dinner last night with a couple friends, and I'm just like, we're getting so old, and I don't understand. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Like, everything we say now, like, I couldn't find something, like, on Instagram, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I am getting to be, like, this old person who doesn't understand technology (laughs) anymore. And it's just, it's it's a lot to take in right now. These kids and their Tic Tacs, you know? <laughs> I told you, Gen Z is coming for us and I'm over it. I'm like, this is a stab Happens to my to ego. Someone was asking like, what's your morning routine? And I was like, I wake up and I drink water. <laughs> I make sure the fur children are taken care of and alive. And then I have a very elaborate skincare routine. And then I was like, damn, that's how you know I've hit my 30s. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, holy. That's what I'm saying. Like, all I need is a good cleanser and toner and some SPF. And if you want me to put on makeup, that's too much. <laughs> You're asking a whole lot. Yeah. For Nicole, that's 
That's a lot of makeup she needs. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Ro always comes if she could punch you. Like, Ro, do you really would. just need to tell me how disgusting I am? I'm just kidding. Like, I'm just do kidding. you need to get this off your chest? What does no, your doctor no, no. look like? Like that Nicole. God. I'm just kidding. No, yeah. I, I feel the same way where I'm like, you know, not that I don't have a skincare routine, right? But I'm just like, all right, as long as I can just throw water on my hair. Your beard. Put it up to the side. We're we're good. That's all I need to do. But do you have a beard routine? I just have noticed. Uh no, because the same. The, it's a beard product that I actually just put in my hair, so it just works because it's the same <laughs> thick bullshit that I have on top of my head. Uh, but it's just it's so efficient. Just feel like efficient to just go like down up. We're good. Um, but I have noticed like man, so many more gray hairs, and I like the bottom of my chin, and I'm like. Fuck, I might have to go clean cut just so I, so I don't see those hairs anymore. But I love the gray, though. Just old. Like, Brian's getting it in his beard. I actually like, like, like I dig gray. it. I'm starting to get a little gray, and I don't hate it. I call them my sparkles. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I like that. So nice. I like the sparkles. Yeah, I've had a lot of sparkles <laughs> since I was 18, though, so I'm like. <laughs> sparkles. But the thing is, like, I'll take the gray hair as long as it, like, it's there, <laughs> you know? There's people that, like. Well, you know, I have like really black hair, but I'm balding. Like, no, I'm good. I'll, I'll be a gray fox when I'm 35. <laughs> so, I'll take it. So distinguished. What are y'all drinking? Bro, I was listening to a oh, podcast. Sorry, oh, sorry. Hey, what? I was listening to a podcast this morning, and I thought of Ro because. Because the podcast was all about burnout and they were using PhD students as an example of you finally like get to the end of your program and you're supposed to be like really happy and excited. You turn in your final whatever it is and then it's like statistically proven apparently that most PhD students when they actually finish like they actually go home and like crash and they're like sick for like a week. (laughs) I don't I don't doubt it. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that makes me really sad for him. Should I warn him? So I guess I am warning I, I mean, you. But it's like you, you guys know what it's like for like finals week. I I always mm-hmm. got sick the the week after because it was just and it's also my fault because I would procrastinate and do everything like everything that was due for the semester, like the last two weeks, uh, and then study for finals. So by the time I was done, I would go I would go home and just sleep for a week. And my parents would be like you're so young, blah, blah, blah. You should be doing this. Like, I need fucking no, sleep, man. He's actually traumatized. And yeah. <laughs> this is the stress cycle, and he has not finished <laughs> that round. Yeah, so luckily I didn't get sick this year. Uh, not yet. Yeah, Well, not I feel yet. like when you <laughs> yeah, finish classes, you, like, hibernated for a week. Oh, uh, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but I didn't get sick. It that's was just good. me going into a, a sleep depre- a depression sleep. So, oh god, I think that's better. I guess maybe you know? that's the same thing. I mean, yeah, it's unwell. <laughs> unwell. It's good. It's it's my copium, guys. It's okay. God. But yeah, burnout's real for for really anyone. Which kind of ties into what we're yeah, talking about today. But mm-hmm. yeah, before wow. we get to that, what are y'all drinking? I'm drinking water. Oh yeah, you got to work after this. I feel like I'm gonna have. Yeah, I'm. I feel like I'm gonna have to like figure figure like Thursday afternoon podcast situation out for myself because I'm scared that if I drink, I'm just gonna like fall asleep after this, and I'm like, I can't fall asleep. You can have one. Like, is that it? You're like, that's true. The alcohol's in me, and it's sleepy time. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> the sun is still up, Nicole. Like, I mean, yeah, I now beer, it, since so it's, it's summer, the sun is still up, so maybe maybe I would be fine. <laughs> yeah, the days are so long. It's like eight thirty and the sun's still on. I'm like, this is fucked up. <laughs> like, this is I don't like this. <laughs> I need it to be nighttime. Wow, uh, Rose pissed at the sun also. Okay. Well, well, to be fair, like here it's from, I can only be outside before like nine o'clock and mm-hmm. then after eight o'clock because then it's just a hundred plus degrees and I'm over mm-hmm. it and it's only been a week. So yeah, the, as soon as the sun goes down, I'm like, cool. I'm allowed to go back outside. So, uh, RIP <laughs> to white people also. I don't know how you deal with having like no melanin it's uh, awful <laughs> take it from like the whitest white girl <laughs> uh casey's pretty white yeah every time we step outside i'm like you got you have sunscreen on please <laughs> she's like uh we're only gonna be out for 10 minutes i was like you're gonna die let's go back in let's put it on it's okay and she's like it's 10 p.m i'm like i know but we don't want to take any chances <laughs> Sun, the moon is pretty bright today. So. Oh my god! Oh my god. Uh, if she got burnt at 10 p.m., that w- I would be done. Yeah, I mean that doesn't happen. <laughs> Mostly because I don't let her out of the house after 10 p.m. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that's instant karma you don't know, bro. right there. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, what am I drinking? I'm also drinking water, but it's called ranch water, and it's it's uh, a hard seltzer. Uh, one of Casey's friends came over last week, and they bought a whole fucking twelve pack of this. And um, this this the the taste or the flavor literally just called spicy. So I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't like that. Oh no! Oh, no. <clears throat> you. <laughs> okay, it's like. It's like if somebody put, uh, like a poblano pepper in water. That's what it Weird. tastes like, and like let it soak for a bit. It's uh, yeah, not the best thing. Lime juice and jalapeno flavor flavors, but I don't taste jalapenos. It tastes like the poblano. So that was that was oh, better shit, than that Rose. was aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I need to I need to start echoing <laughs> like covering it. I also have. A sparkling water. I have an alcoholic sparkling water situation. It doesn't say seltzer. It's sparkling water. Is that the same thing? I, I don't I think. Know. Isn't that the same thing as like a hard seltzer? Maybe. I don't know. It says boozy sparkling water. Seltzer. It's melon basil. So we'll see. Mm. According to Google, seltzer is just plain old water. This uh, thing tastes like a gummy bear, though. Blah, blah, blah Carbonated. Sparkling mineral water is made with natural spring or well water. Okay, so no difference, <laughs> no real difference. Yeah, you get minerals from a river, which is great. In Colorado, get your micronutrients. Ooh, it's not bad. What what uh what company was it again? Wild Basin. I've just been trying different mm. ones because I don't like that malty alcohol flavor. This doesn't taste that way. This tastes like a gummy bear, and honestly, you can't even taste the alcohol, which might be dangerous for someone. Uh, gummy bear yeah this thing is like four percent 80 calories i'm like come on fuck me up you know oh my god this one's five percent what am i doing drinking this was it 100 calories five percent and 100 calories Mm -hmm. yeah weird (laughs) all right you're just gonna hear me like i'm gonna have to figure out a new 
situation with the work podcast like i'm gonna have to bring a traveling bar and a cooler and do some mixology Mm -hmm. situation get a mini fridge would that be weird like are people gonna judge me when they walk past and they're like what brooke if you were a white man would you be asking that probably not because the white man down the hall has like a whole lot of whiskey and i just exactly like people we love you we love you white men i think you make up 70 percent of our demographic i'm just kidding i'm just saying like men like having a cap like at the end of the day like a little drink that's always my thing being sexy like i think about mad men no no you're not you're not yeah mad more he's like I'm going to do cocaine off this stripper's tits in my office. It's just to unwind. Yeah, that's normal. It's the 50s. (laughs) Yeah, just to unwind. (laughs) It's been a rough day, you know? Like, okay. Haven't we all been there, (laughs) you know? Uh, You do what you want with your office space, boo-boo. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know I if agree. I need the strippers and cocaine yet, but I'll keep y'all posted. You be a man. Oh be my a God. man and do your own thing. <laughs> be a man. That's amazing. All right. Uh, so shall we kick this thing off? I don't like this. Let's do it. Yes. Hasn't it already been Sure, but off? I guess we'll get into like the actual oh, questions. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, question yeah. of the week we do have. And I get I get questions like this a lot, actually. Uh, I'm using an excess amount of coffee with diminishing returns. A whole pot of coffee in the mornings, mm. they reported. Any recommendation for energy short of coffee intravenously? <laughs> uh, uh, coffee up the rectal, right? It, you have more uh, membranes. Please don't take so this it advice, should be, it someone. Should get absorbed a lot, a lot quicker. <laughs> well, How much do you love coffee is the first question, you know? Yeah. I feel like. Sorry, go ahead with actual advice. Um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like everyone may have a different opinion, but caffeine is not like where our main energy source should be coming from. That's going to come from, you know, the food we're eating, how consistently we're eating, and what's like composed within those meals and snacks. And a big thing, too, is. How much sleep are you getting? What's like your movement routine like? Um, and then there's this like a whole nother rabbit hole that you could go down with like hormonal balances and adrenal fatigue, things like that. Um, so my best advice would be to look at the whole picture and just see where may something be lacking. Is my sleep really jacked up right now? Am I spending like an excessive amount of time on screens? Um, like what's my movement like, what's my nutrition like, and see where you can supplement in those areas because we definitely don't want to be relying on a whole pot of coffee and clearly it's not even working if we're asking this question. So we got to kind of like explore other areas. That's a good point. Yeah. I have a, a friend, shout out to Zach Ganger. He would, uh, he would drink a pot of coffee before he got to work i believe another pot when he got to work oh, and then God. he would take caffeine pills Stop. while he was at work <gasps> uh, no and the man is grinding work he's uh grinding his phd and he has a family with like three young boys so i get it you know uh and he's always been a caffeine addict but yeah i mean that guy likes his caffeine so if you're you know this may be a little opposite of what nicole said but what's 
You know, what's better than no, one? No, this hurts my body to think about. Two, oh pots, two pots and caffeine. Bro, <laughs> yeah, no, scratch. I can't imagine because... <laughs> like, you know, yeah, I mean, it's not. It's definitely not something I, I recommend, right? Uh, for all the reasons that Nicole talked about. But it's, it's um, you know, I, I think it's it's important to understand that, like, uh, caffeine is like, is like anything else. Well, it's a drug, mm-hmm. right? I, I think it's the most widely used drug on the planet. Um there's a lot of research coming out saying that you have to drink like a uh, stupid amount for it to be, I guess, bad. And I, and I know that's like relative, yeah. right? Because if you have a, if you have a whole pot, that's like that's bad. But your heart's not going to explode, and like your blood pressure isn't going to um, kind of get messed up. And the antioxidants in it are actually really healthy for you. So there are some positives to it uh but maybe not a whole pop but if you take time um to wean off and i know that it's like easier said than done because caffeine headaches like you get withdrawals um your sleep kind of gets messed up like your your mood gets messed up because you don't have the caffeine uh if you can make it past that for like a week or two then you give your receptors a break and then when you have coffee again or like more coffee if you would wean down uh, then it's, then it's like a light switch. Like there, there's a lot of studies out there as well talking about how you can take uh, a two to three week break and it's almost like you haven't had caffeine in months or, or years. So, uh, if you can do that and, and also work on your sleep, your nutrition, you know, the stressors in your life, then I, easier said than done, but that's something that, that I think everyone should kind of do is is take a break from caffeine every, I think that's great every now advice. and then. I do think they generally say 400 milligrams of caffeine a day is like the safe limit but like you alluded to you build up a tolerance and so some people are ingesting a crazy amount yeah. and they're really not even affected and then you can be a fast metabolizer or a slow metabolizer of caffeine so there's a lot of di- different things at play but I love the idea of kind of doing an audit of all the health stuff that's going on that we mentioned to see where you can do better to support yourself as far as energy levels and then doing a, a caffeine wean off slowly don't do anything dramatic uh, you don't want to feel like shit, but slowly yeah. <laughs> weaning off and then kind of reestablishing a better relationship with caffeine so that you can rely on some of these other tools to get better energy throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Solid. Okay. So today we are talking all about mindset. I have noticed a common theme coming up with clients recently. It's kind of interesting how I think things come up in clusters. I don't know if you guys know that. Or like notice that ever. But I feel like they're all going through the same thing sometimes simultaneously. Um, And it's this all or nothing mindset. If things aren't perfect 100% of the time, I have failed. I have regressed. I didn't didn't meet, you know, this new standard. So I wanted to talk through it and have a conversation about how to juggle health goals and some of this mindset stuff with you all because we're all obviously coaches. And I want to hear your personal experience and advice too as well through this process. So we'll go ahead and, and take a deep dive into kind of all things mindset that we see come up with behavior change, exercise, and nutrition. Super pumped. So Let's get into it. <laughs> a lot of things I well, I think that's why we need to talk <laughs> personal sure. too um, for all of us because I know I struggle with some of this stuff myself. So first question I just want to tackle is like the basics. What does the all or nothing mindset mean? I would say this is probably the most common one I see 
I think for me and what I hear in conversation or even, you know, with myself, it's just this living in absolutes, like everything is either great or it's awful and you're not able to explore all the wonderful things in between. And that's kind of where most of life takes place is the in between. (laughs) So if we're not able to know that good things are still happening, even if things aren't perfect or amazing or whatever the, you know, next level is, then we're not going to be able to like appreciate the growth and all the things that we're learning. And so that's kind of like my biggest thing when I think like all or nothing is I either have to be absolutely perfect. Everything has to be going amazing or none of it matters. Yeah. And yeah. I should just I, like I know throw it I've all used the analogy now. before of like um, having a lot of B days, right. Instead of having one A plus day and then a bunch of C's and D's. And, and I think that's, that's how a lot of people operate is thinking that they have to have A plus days when it comes to their, their training, their nutrition, um, their sleep and stuff without understanding that like there's a to use Brooks favorite saying there's an ebb and flow with things, right? You, you know, some days you have shit sleep, but then you have great nutrition and great training and, you know, vice versa. And then sometimes it's really trustful week. And I, like, like Nicole just said, like living, living in that, that area in between, like in, in the, in the gray areas is, is where people need to be, I guess, uh, or where I think most people need to be. Because I think there's, you know, always some caveat. Uh, but yeah, I, I would agree with, with what Nicole said. And then just, I guess, just add the the analogy that like people want A pluses and a 4.0 GPA life. But like, that's not, that's not how it works. And if you have like one bad grade, that doesn't mean you're like, I failed, you know, life sucks now, school sucks. So um, yeah, just like in, in school, in real life, grades don't matter. No. Mm-hmm. So yeah. No, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't even sound fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I personally don't want a 4.0 life. Um, and that's saying a lot. Tendencies? Perfectionist no, tendencies. <laughs> just is but a perfectionist? Think... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tendencies, no. <laughs> right, Wrong funny. word. <laughs> Anyways, I do think that the consistency over time is really where the magic happens, not the showing up and thinking you have to be perfect and then beating yourself up and then it just creates this like cycle loop that's not helpful for anyone and I think that something common I see with clients is they'll be like I had a I had a perfect week I did all the things I feel good about all the changes we committed to it's like awesome and then the next week it's like I didn't hit my, you know, fruit and veggie goal every day like this week. It's like that's okay. It's it's going to be kind of an, an ebb and flow, but it's like to the majority of days you hit it because like that's the lifestyle you want. You still want to make room for fun foods or, you know, random plans or going out with friends or something. So I think that's important to remember. I wish I could show a visual on the podcast too because I had a body comp chart 
for a client Mm -hmm. and it's just such a beautiful depiction of the journey Mm is like it's going yeah exactly it's like going to be this like up and down but as long as we're trending in the right direction that's success because she's been able to live her life she's been able to go out with her friends and on vacation and do these things and make crazy awesome changes in the process and so we kind of have to like zoom out a bit instead of being hyper focused on getting a day perfect Mm -hmm. and like zoom out and be like okay what did your week look like? Was it, you know, was it dialed in the majority of the time and yeah. you were intentional? It's, it's hard then for people that's to see, right? Because they think in, in days or weeks or even months. But when you look at like years and decades, you're like, oh, <laughs> okay. I did a lot better than I, you know, did in my teens and early 20s and early 30s or, you know, I don't know how old people get nowadays, but anything past 40 is pretty fucking old. So... <laughs> As I'm approaching 30, I'm like, oh, God, no. (laughs) Jeez. If Kirsten would hear, if Kirsten was here, she'd have a lot of Whatever. If you're over 40, you're old. It's just how it is. And I'm going to be like, bro, 40 is the new 18? Just wait until he gets to 40 and he's like, I'm I'm going to change my mindset completely. Just be a huge ass hypocrite. Rose? He's gonna be the dude. He's gonna be all he's gray. Be the dude that gets like that a in midlife like five years or something. That's it. That's it. I've peaked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Amazing. So, how do you think this kind of mindset can be harmful for people? Or have you seen it show up for yourself, or you know, for other people? And what does this look like? Yeah, in your there's nutrition that. And fitness experience. Oh. Are you good? Can I go? (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) It's because my video for some reason isn't working. I can't see the both of them. So I'm like guessing like who's going to talk. Yeah. So I have this this client and and he is on a hypertrophy (laughs) journey, I guess. Oh, Nicole just popped up. Hello. Um, He, yeah, he, you know, he he was talking about how um, (laughs) he was getting some shit from his his friends about how... uh, his legs haven't grown as much as his upper body has. And it's because like he, he trains at home, you know, he's still adjusting to life as far as like after lockdowns and after COVID and, um, you know, training in a gym. So training upper body, you can do, you know, multiple times with lower weights, uh, like, you, you know, it, because we just don't get that kind of stimulus like, like we would need if we're doing like heavy leg presses or, heavy squats or whatever so he just hasn't had like the or so he thinks he hasn't had the the right tools right but it's also you know we just have him do like reps of 20 and 25 and he's like this sucks but it's working but anyway uh he was talking about how uh, his friends are giving me shit and whatever and he was like I've, I've only gained like uh uh i think it was like four pounds in in a in a month and like one of those pounds maybe is solid muscle right he has no way of telling and i was like okay so what's what's your point like what's wrong with that and he was like well i just like i i I think i'm doing everything as well as i can and like it should be more (laughs) you know like if i'm if i'm nailing this and i really think i am uh, maybe it's because i took that one day off and uh you know i got sick that one week so like i should have trained through that um and that's why i haven't been able to put on more weight but i was like 
are you hearing yourself? Like you, you are doing exactly what you want. You're putting on the weight that you want. You notice that there is, you know, a shape, a different shape to you. You notice that, you know, your shoulders are bigger, your back is thicker, and you can see objectively that there's weight on the scale. And it's because, or you think that you didn't do enough because you were sick for like a week or took a day off. And that's bad to you. And he was like, well, I just think it should be more. I was like, well, that's not how life works. You're not on steroids, dude. Like, you, there's a natural growth that happens. (laughs) And we have this conversation so much where he's like, you know, I I, I had to, I had to go to, I canceled, or I thought about canceling going to this event so I could lift. And I'm like, why? You know, like, you're not going to think about on your deathbed that like, oh, I could have been bigger. Well, I will, but you won't. Uh, I, I could have been bigger if I if I trained instead of went <laughs> oh out with God. my brother to this event. Like, why, why would you why would you do that? Like, you, you shouldn't have any guilt in in doing that and living life and, you know, missing uh, your your training so that you can so you can be a better person and, and, and enjoy the human experience. So, um yeah, it just it it was so it was so bad for him because he was in his own head and it just like took us talking and me being like things are going well. That's it. That's it. Zoom out, man. And he was like, "Okay, this is so much better." Um and that yeah. happens way more than I think people think because everyone wants things to happen so quickly and that's just mm-hmm. not how life works. I can see you now, Brooke. Fuck yes. Back at 100%. Yay. Or now I notice too a trend where there's this list of things that are going well. I'm sleeping better. I feel better. My workouts feel better. I'm getting stronger. Yeah, that's fair too. But the scale isn't moving the way I want it to. And I'm like, why does that matter so much? Can we dive into why you're fixated on the one thing that's just not budging the way you want or as fast as you want or whatever, but all these other awesome things that we're trying to celebrate, Mm -hmm. why aren't we giving our attention to this piece? Because therein lies the power. If you can sit there and shift your energy and focus on everything that's flowing, let go of the thing that's not. Because the more you force it, I think I really believe in this like resistance of like, I'm going to over obsess about this thing. I don't think that's helping you get the thing. I think that you need to focus the energy on the positive and the things that are flowing and do more of those that's working. Everything else does follow. Discourage you because you're focusing on that one thing, but not seeing (laughs) the 10 other things that are like, Mm -hmm absolute positives you know nicole do you have any good advice you know coming from an intuitive eating space like i think the scale fixation is something i notice a ton Mm -hmm. um that people struggle with do you have any good advice or like i don't know is there types of like active things people can do to work through getting hyper focused on those kinds of numbers Mm-hmm. I think you really have to get specific on where this thought or idea came from. You know, at what age did you start hearing that the scale mattered and how did you internalize that? Because I feel like I, every single one of my clients and even like a lot of your clients, we hear at first that this number on the scale matters, but then we dive deeper into what really matters to them of like, I really just want to have Mm -hmm. 
sustainable like energy that makes me happy and helps me live life. And, you know, I want to be able to pursue these passions of mine. Um, I want to be able to show up in my relationships. I want to be able to show up in my job and like leave impact in whatever way it is. And it's just like, okay, yeah, that's awesome. And that has nothing to do with the scale. And so I think it just comes it like, you know, you just have to continue to repeat to yourself, like this does not have to change for me to improve. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to struggle with that thought. That doesn't mean that you're not going to ever fixate again on that number or get discouraged by that number. But that's why I think it's so important to step away from it altogether, because clearly it's going to have no matter how much work you do, like internally, when it comes to weight and the scale, whatever, it's still like if I stepped on the scale now, like it would still have some impact on me, even though like I've been doing this work for so long and like have made it my career because that's just like the culture that we grew up in. The, this culture has like told us over and over and over again that this number matters so much in regards to our worth and our health and our ability to show up the way we think that we like the way we want to show up. We think that it, it has something to do with what that number is. So I just think like being able to step away altogether is going to take away the power that it has because no matter how much work you've done, it's still going to, it's still going to have some sort of impact on you. So why not just like be like, okay, I'm not even going to like, I'm not even going to look at it anymore. I'm going to continue to look at those things like sleep and relationships and energy and workouts because those are the things that are making me feel my best. And if this thing is not making you feel your best, why keep it around? That's really good advice. And I think if you're attached to that number on the scale, because it varies so much because of so many different yeah, things, you're fun. in for a roller coaster ride. Like you're going to be freaking exhausted. Mm-hmm. So I think if mm-hmm. that is a part of your journey that you've deemed is appropriate you for some time to use that as a measure, you have to be able to detach in some way and understand it is absolutely normal for it to go up and down. And we just need to track trends Mm -hmm. and we need to look at other variables. And that's why there's a million other things we can be tracking to know if you're progressing because you don't (laughs) want to get stuck on that roller coaster ride. And I love that, you know, you're Mm -hmm. giving permission in a way to if the scale is not serving you, throw it away. It doesn't need to be a marker on the journey if it's not right for you. And, you know, I think it empowers people because they assume it has to be. Uh, So it's it's kind Mm -hmm. of a. If you need a permission slip from an RD, Nicole just gave it to you. If you don't want it to be a part of your markers of success uh, and your journey, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. And I mean, maybe it was in the beginning and maybe now you're just like, okay, no. Like, it's too much back and forth. This is too much of a roller coaster. So I'm going to get rid of it now. And that, that moment will come when it's supposed to. Some people are really great at detaching their worth from that number. And so... Like someone like Roe, like it's probably going to be something he always uses because he loves that piece of like the science and he doesn't attach his worth to it. So I think it's just very individualized and it's absolutely okay yeah, to not use it if you wake don't up and want not to. Weigh myself, you know, but, but it's not because I'm, I'm just like, oh, that's what I am today, you know? So, <laughs> because yeah, I, I don't, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Every like, time. I wonder how much weight we, I lost. You know, I, was like, okay, <laughs> I can account for the drink of water. Fine. I'm going to let the, you know, the, 
the wheels grease a bit and then it's like oh there it's morning <laughs> morning poop time and then you go away yourself before and after and it's just a fun little ride you know of, of what you're doing uh <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought god it sounds miserable <laughs> to, yeah I'll add that to my yeah. my gi map uh, routine there's a uh, there's yes, three things the real make the uh, real one was uh <laughs> the scene in the office no uh office space where they beat the the shit out of the the printer right that's what i imagine uh people doing with their scales the other one is from yes. i think the movie's called fried green tomatoes have you guys seen that that movie it's a classic it used to be on like tbs all the time I think so. uh i watched it with like my mom and I was, this, it's like a, a whole movie on like uh i think it's like a now that I'm older, it's like a woman empowerment movie. Um, but she's like, she goes through a divorce, I think. And she's like breaking down her house and she's like screaming to Wanda. As she's like just hammering the walls away. Um, so scream to Wanda as you throw away your scale, if that's what you want to do. Uh, but now a more relevant thing I thought about was, <laughs> so I was, um, we were getting a fighter ready for, uh, a TV show and you know one of the markers that we're looking at I have like a, a, a daily readiness score that I give to everyone and you know I check a bunch of boxes scale it from or rate it from one to five blah 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 and uh, there's also a daily weigh-in and it's important for a fighter when it's close right because it's like hey you you have three weeks man like all of these these changes even though they're big or small they they are data points like it makes sense to have them. And he was like, cool, cool, cool. I got it. I got it. And then like um, time went on and he wasn't putting in the the daily weight. And then he stopped altogether. And I was like, hey, you know, just wondering kind of like what's going on. Um, you know, is it that like this thing takes 10 seconds to do. So it's not that it's a it's a time thing, you know. And he's like, yeah, you know, um, I. uh Every night I would, he would weigh himself too many times throughout the day and it would freak him out because I was like, just wait once in the morning. But then in his mind, he's like, well, I have to be at uh, 145 before my cut down to 135. So if I'm not at 150 right now uh, and I'm at 153 because I ate and it's the end of the day and whatever, uh, I'm going to go and run. I'm going to go and do something. And so he instead of just having it as like one out of literally 12 data points, he was like, this is the only one that matters. I'm hyper, hyper fixated on it. I have to do a shit ton of work before I go to sleep. And then I can weigh myself again. And if it's not the number I want, I have to go and do more work. So he was like losing sleep over it. And he was like, you know, uh, it was increasing his stress. And so all of his other scores went down because he was like just focusing on this one thing. And I get it because you're a fighter, the first thing you have to do is make weight above everything else. Um, but it was still something that I'm like, had he told me that that was happening, you know, two, three days in, I'd have been like, you know what, then weigh yourself once a week or don't weigh yourself at all. I trust you that you know that and just give me everything else. And there would have been more buy-in, right? There would have been way more success. But because mm -hmm. he was in that and again, hyper competitive, all or nothing, elite athlete, uh, everything had to be perfect. And if that one thing wasn't perfect for that one day, it literally threw everything off for the week. Um, because 
he made it that way so it's like he gave too much power to to that one little thing um and so even in in uh situations where we're collecting data it's for a specific purpose like we quote unquote need it uh we don't actually need it if it's gonna ruin everything else um so it's not this this doesn't just happen to like general populations like this happens with freak athletes with normal people with amateurs like it's just something that for whatever reason and i get the reason because it's a sport and that needs to matter but like for some reason we pick one thing and we just like let it run everything else um so yeah i i agree with a lot with uh what nicole was saying as usual right (laughs) 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 those weight class or the eye roll it's crazy it's tough I really respect them a lot, and I've seen, like, a lot of crazy things. I used to be a wrestling Yikes. manager, so I saw all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, good You're time. running with, like, yeah. a bag, a bag Weight and then the, the jackets, rough. and I'm like, Jesus, dude, that's crazy. <laughs> spitting in water, spitting yeah. Spitting water yeah. bottles, I was They're like, They're like, well, this, this way I don't, I don't swallow my own spit, and I weigh less, and I'm like, Mm-mm. okay. <laughs> Oh, you're trying to make out with chicks in the hallway, too? Like, with those chapped-ass lips? No way, man. Yeah. It's like making out with dry-ass sandpaper. Gives a new meaning to the the nickname The Desert. Oh, God. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Been there. Been there. So, one of the things that... The wise young Buddha Nicole, it's literally what I called her in grad school, a wealth of knowledge and emotional intelligence beyond her years. Um, she told me this analogy that now I tell every single one of my clients because it's so applicable and I constantly have to remind myself. Um, and it was about the juggling glass balls and kind of how it relates to life. It sounded a little perverted, but it's not. Um so I want you to share like this analogy and why it matters so much and how we can apply it to all of our lives. This is really funny because when I read this, I was like, I this. <laughs> but it's like clearly impacted you and you're it's like this big momentous thing for broken knuckles. Like I don't know, I just fucking did said I... it one day. It's like. Hey, juggle the glass balls better. <laughs> well, I feel like, you know, obviously, like, right. me and Brooke have been through a lot of life together. And so, we, you, you oh, know, we got to spit goodness. back these motivational speeches to it's each funny. other. And so, it's just in, it's in Except the my motivational speech was like, can I that's... pour you some more wine, Nicole? Yeah. I feel like that's what Literally. you need right now. Literally, need that. I bought some it's cheese. Like I bought it's, some cheese Hey, it was a good, the good Kroger cheese. And this is okay? what we're doing. <laughs> Exactly. Falling out on a budget. Brooke's the one who met. She, yeah, she, she got me introduced <laughs> to the bougie life, and now I've never looked back. Anyways, good girl. So, <laughs> when you're thinking about all the important things in your life that you have prioritized, that this matters to me, you can think of them as glass balls, and. If you're trying to juggle all of them at the same time constantly, that thing that like these things that you've deemed important to you, they're going to start to fall and they're 
going to be impacted in a negative way. Some may just get chipped. Some may completely shatter. And that's just going to create this like snowball effect of like everything feels out of control. So you have to be able to have this awareness to identify, yes, this is very, very important to me and I need to protect it at all costs. So does that mean I need to set it down so it doesn't break, so it doesn't crack, so I can focus on this other thing that feels like it's slipping out of my fingers. So maybe this is your physical health with nutrition and exercise, but maybe mental health is also in there as well. Work, relationships, your family, um, being able to take time to rest, go on vacation. All of these things you're always going to be juggling and we have to have the ability to recognize, okay, I'm juggling all these things and maybe my physical health feels really, it feels like I'm about to drop that ball. So maybe I sat down, work for a second, let it chill on the ground because it's going really well. So I can tend more to my physical health and be able to continue to juggle that without dropping it completely. Um, is that kind of like Brooke was what like, I said? No, oh, yeah. was, was there was there inspirational no. music like, going on, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> there were doves and shit. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a light. Uh, that's right. Uh, yeah, but uh, like, if you're trying to juggle it all, you're end up you're going to end up dropping all of them eventually when they're in. When you could have just recognized, okay, these three glass balls are doing really well. They're juggling in sync. They feel great. But like these other two over here are slipping away. And if you drop those two, you're probably going to end up dropping all of them. And so then all of these areas are going to take a hit when if we were just able to recognize it's okay that I don't have to juggle all these things perfectly at the same time forever. Some of them can take a rest. Yeah, exactly. I think there's such an art to this. And I think this is kind of like ties perfectly into the all or nothing mindset. It's absolutely impossible unless you are some type of robot Elon Musk made in a factory somewhere that you can maintain doing everything perfectly all the time. So you have to know and recognize like certain things it's okay to set down and prioritize. And I think people struggle with this a lot when we work together on the nutrition journey because they're like, nutrition needs to be the most important thing. I've committed to this process. And I'm like, that is great. But you've also got to go on a family vacation and you don't want to feel like you're trapped and you have to log food or you have to worry about these things. So there has to be a balance of what's important and it's going to shift constantly. And that's part of life. The ebb and flow, as I like to say. So I think this is just a really good visual. I'm a visual person, so I I loved it. And I think that that's why it clicked so well for me. And just understanding that you don't want it to all come crashing down. Talk about a disaster. So figuring out what is important and prioritizing in your life what needs to stay at certain times. And then making sure you can go back on and keep the balls rolling. Yeah, I think one of the the other things that I... I guess uh, another uh, analogy I like to use is that um, some 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 balls are, are rubber balls and some balls are glass balls. So like some you can I know that Nicole talked about like placing uh, a, um, a glass ball down and that's probably like a better metaphor for most people. But for me, it's like uh, there are some things that I like just cannot stop 
doing. Um, but those are rubber balls. Like if they hit the ground, it's not a problem because if I drop it for this week, whatever. And so it's the same concept. Um, but I don't know why like the, the thought of like a, a rubber ball is just so much works with me a lot more. Cause it's like, Oh, it'll come back because like, and I don't have to like actively pick it up. It's just going to like pop back in. Not, not a big deal. Um, so yeah. That's a good way to think about I it. I think, you know, it's because I'm still a child at heart. So I'm like, oh, hey, I want, <laughs> I need to play with rubber balls. Uh, side side note, one time I was <laughs> I was in, uh, this is my junior year of college, and I found a random, and I'm talking random ass red rubber uh, bouncy ball um, on the street. And it was the happiest day I'd had in like two years. I was like, wow, this is so great. And I just like bounced it, bounced it for like two days. And the one time it like bounced and it rolled away and it was like this, like really, I don't know. It was like all the stress I had just like went with the ball. And I was like, wow, that was great. So, um, so yeah, I'm a child. Rose, yeah. last moment <laughs> yeah, the happiness. Last time, the last time I was, <laughs> I was happy back then. Uh, <laughs> no, but, but I, I, I think what, what really helped with the rubber ball and the glass ball analogies for me was, um, Dr. Smith, who we had on early on the podcast, uh, one time I was like, I don't know how to decide what to do, like what I need to focus on right now. And he was like, you just have to triage things because there are some things that are like are just like a tr- if a mass, ca- mass casualty happens, right? You get people that are like dead and you're like, I'm sorry, but there's nothing I can do for you. I have to help the person that's like really hurting and then the person who's like not hurting too bad hey you're fine come sit over here or whatever but there's things that you need to tend to in your life if they're important if they are important to you and you have to decide what weight those things get so if you are in a committed relationship or you are uh, married and you're like you know my marriage is not going well but also i work 18 hours a day willingly because i enjoy my work whatever blah blah then you know you have to decide like are you going to move that marriage up in the triage list or are you okay with this thing potentially ending? Um, And it's the same thing with even like little things with nutrition, like yes, getting all your macros and micros is, is it's an easy thing to quantify, but like as, as a mini triage thing there, like do you feel fulfilled and are you hitting protein? Yes. Awesome. Okay. That's like the top of the list. Fine. But like, you know, like the, those are things that that change consistently depending on where you are in your journey, as, as Brooke said. Um, so if the if the glass ball thing resonated with you or if the rubber ball uh, thing resonated, it's the same. It's the same thing. You just kind of have to to pick what's important for right now and then understand that literally tomorrow it all could change. And that's part of that's part of life. The only thing certain in life is that uh, you have no control. And there Death is no and taxes. That's it. <laughs> That's Relax about a bitch it. And then she kills you. Wow, a dog. Yeah, Who is this I didn't cute, fluffy a... dog? Yeah, Where the... did this come from? <laughs> it's a rover dog. This oh, my is God. Bentley. 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 Is that your dog? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, um, we oh, dog sit. Wow. We, like, take dogs in on rover which is uh a like dog sitting dog walking app and so when people go on vacations they're like hey can you watch my dog do you 
you pay taxes on that, right? Because you're like a contractor? <laughs> no? No. So Rover like keeps a portion. So yeah, Rover keeps a portion and it all goes through PayPal. So we don't get like what's it called? A, like a W two that's not oh, a W four? An I an yeah, I something. I nine. I don't. I don't understand these fucking. Yeah. Ten ninety nine. Any of that because I should yeah. know that yeah. shit. I did my taxes for, and I was like, "What the? Fu- yeah, I don't know." Um, <laughs> zero, 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 zero. No. So it's like it's super easy. Rover keeps keeps a portion, and they take care of all like. The I might have to cut this out because we are not sponsored by Rover. We're like, you know what? Like, <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, hit us up, Rover people, if you're listening. Um, well, I want to go into what you were talking about Ro. how do you all like assess what's important to prioritize (laughs) or do you have any basic advice for someone who's like working out is the most important thing i didn't have time to sleep i've barely eaten but i gotta hit the gym like you know just some of these basic things about like how to know what to prioritize do you guys have any advice a bad person to ask for personal advice because i'm like you know what everything hurts but i'm gonna go lift anyway like my fatigue is super high and i haven't eaten but this is the only time i feel alive so um yeah (laughs) someone else go so i can think (laughs) i can go um i think this is just gonna sound like woo woo i guess but just i love the woo woo find your inner chakras like continuing to tap into my intuition and not question it is just like the best thing for me um because there was so many times um you know through college and even like in the first you know four years of my professional career of like where days i would just be like exhausted and the first thing i would say is oh i shouldn't be tired like I mm-hmm. slept well last night. Um, everything's fine. And it's just like, why do we say that to ourselves? Like, why do we say, like, I shouldn't be tired? Like, for whatever reason, your body is tired. So I've, like, full-blown embraced. Like, today I was working and I was out later than normal last Six night. Six o'clock. And I felt fine this morning. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I, like, took a 30-minute nap. And I'm just like, I'm going to lay down and I'm going to take a 30-minute nap. And... That was something that I wasn't really able to do before. And I also think that was just because for so long I was (laughs) running on stress and your body just can't, it can't come down when you're constantly (laughs) obsessed with being stressed 24 seven. So really tapping into my intuition and being able to like ask myself, what do you need today? What is going to make you feel better and sometimes that does mean you know if you are feeling like sluggish or down about something sometimes that does mean getting movement but sometimes that also means taking the day off and maybe like getting outside and going for a walk instead or just staying in and cooking a nice meal and like chilling out on your couch for the night and so I think the biggest thing for me is just like don't question like what your body is telling you but also like don't don't use that as an excuse to be complacent um i think that's an easy thing too of just like oh well right Nicole said <laughs> that i should just nap all the time <laughs> i just think you have to be able to honor what it is that you're feeling be able to name it and then be able to meet yourself where you are every single day and not beat yourself up if that didn't look like what you wanted it to look like for the day it's definitely a skill i 
I'm good at like knowing the intuition and feeling it, knowing these things. But then I have this overproductive part that's like, but you committed right. to doing the yeah. things. Uh, so I think that to me is actually the hardest part is not fighting that intuition. And I feel so much better when I'm just like, I know what my body needs. I need to listen to myself instead of like the overachiever part. Um, and but it's still hard. I do think when it comes to prioritizing things, I would recommend that. You sit down and you figure out your values and what's important yeah. to you, first of all. Because if your family and if your relationship and all these things are really prior important and things you value, then that should help with your decision-making process. Do I go to the gym or do I skip the gym and I go to this event and have fun with my brother? You know, those are the kind of things you have to determine and let your values and everyone's going to be different kind of drive what that decision-making process looks like for you. And then... I would just encourage people uh, to try to be as flexible as possible. This is coming from someone who's very rigid and taken a lot of time to work on this mm -hmm. myself. But being able to be adaptable and flexible is really important so that things can just like flow and feel a little smoother and uh, try not to get too thrown off when things get thrown your way. Because like we already determined, a million different things will fall from the sky. Yeah, yeah I think it's also important to note that like uh, obviously we, we talk as um... – People who, for the most part, we're, we're on our own schedules. We don't have any, like, commitments to children or, like, you know, th this, this work thing that it, is forcing you to work 80 hours a week or something. So it, it's very easy for for at least me to be like, oh, well, you just got to look at things a bit differently and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you know, some people, for whatever reason, chose 20 years ago that they had to provide for their family. And so they took this job and now they're in this job and they like it, but like it doesn't afford them the time that they want and blah, blah. And like that's a choice that you made back then that is still affecting whatever life you're living or trying to live. And some, I, I, you know, I, I don't, I think all things you can change, right? But also some things it's like, you kind of cannot uh, unless you go through some like really, really different types of changes. You know, like I'm going to bet on myself and leave my cozy $150,000 job so I can spend time with my kids. And it's like, all right, you're going to have some shitty days, though, because that's that's a dramatic shift, you know. And mm -hmm. and also, like, you know, we we, we work for, for ourselves right now until I, you know, decide I, I want to do big boy stuff, I guess. But it's like. You, you all had jobs at startups and stuff, and it, it dragged you down. It was fun. You learned a lot. And, and maybe it wasn't fun for Nicole, but, you know, like, but like, you know it, it was an experience for sure. But you gave up a, a uh, consistent paycheck in order to have more, uh, and I'm like air quoting free time, right? Because it just means that you're choosing to do work at, at your own kind of pace and if you don't do work then you don't make money and that's all on you uh but those are things that you got you all prioritized right um and so it's it's important to i think if you're listening and you're like well these are just a bunch of i don't know you may be 60 and listening like these are a bunch of kids that don't know shit like that's a fair that's fair you can say that about us uh but you know the reality is that like you chose whatever you can choose whatever again uh but it will be very difficult depending on on the choices you make and um that's a, a daily struggle that you can choose to go through so um yeah i think that i don't like the the woo woo at all 
But uh, I agree with Nicole that it's like so much of it is you just have to like listen to yourself and trust yourself. And I, I really laughed to my in my head uh, or I'm muted. I don't remember um, when she was like, well, like I, I, I shouldn't feel tired. And I said, like, yeah, because I feel like that a lot. But then it's like, well, you feel tired for a reason then. And I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, yeah, you're right. And I have the ability to take a half hour nap at one <laughs> thirty in the afternoon because I want to or because I can. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm way more productive now. But um, yeah, that's just uh, I think that's just kind of the, the culture we live in where it's you have to grind and it's nonstop and you're a young professional and you know, money over everything and blah, blah, blah. And, but yeah, I think a lot of stuff is being challenged now. So I think so. I, at least I like, I don't know. I yeah, like to think especially so. Especially after this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially after, after 2020. I mean, honestly, yeah. like I, you know, when you were saying that like Brooke and I gave up like that consistency it's almost like this year, I don't know if I would have done that if it wasn't because of this year, because this year, this year pushed me out right. of it because I did end up losing my job, but I had already, you know, kind of dreamed up this dream for what Hop I'm doing up. now. Sorry, dog. <laughs> um, and, but yeah, like COVID definitely pushed me out of that comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a absolute privilege. You know, not everybody got that. I definitely think it made me reevaluate my values personally and the direction I wanted things to go. And then I did the scariest thing ever and I jumped off a fucking cliff <laughs> and decided to be an entrepreneur. And it's interesting because at the same time, you're kind of just like trading problems. Yeah. But I like these problems because I chose these problems. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. I mean, but it's the weirdest, it's the weirdest stuff. And no matter like what situation you're in, like if you're, even if you're, you know, working in more of a corporate structure, like you still have your own issues and problems that come mm -hmm. kind of with that territory. So like, I definitely recognize there's a lot of different walks of life and ways to go about things and different challenges yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. But, but I think also something I, I, uh, thought about as I was reading your the note where it's like like if you haven't slept don't train or if you haven't eaten all day don't train but that's that's a you know zooming out and and not abiding by the all or nothing stuff it's it's exactly what we were just talking about right now but like you can do a little bit right every time you do something it doesn't mean that you have to go a hundred percent but like that doesn't mean don't train but maybe go in and do something that like you enjoy and if and, and if you've learned to back off and just kind of like check in on yourself and be like yeah today i'm just gonna squat at like 50 percent because i don't really feel it i'm not training for anything and blah 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 then that's that's great and just like these shows that we're talking about like yes i want to spend more time with my family then that means instead of just quitting my job right i'm going to take at least one day where i'm gonna go out for ice cream or go to dinner or watch survivor you know like whatever it is but like those things may lead to, you know, making bigger changes along the way. And it doesn't mean that you have to jump off the cliff like like Brooke and, and Nicole did and like like a lot of people do because it's like, fuck it, I'm going to change everything about my life. But 
It's like, yeah, you're kind of asking for a lot of shit if that happens, so make sure you're prepared for it. I encourage anyone who's thinking about a life of entrepreneurship to reach out to a couple entrepreneurs and have a real come-to-Jesus talk and determine if it's right for you. (laughs) And even then, if if you do it and then you fail, you're like, you tried. Yeah. Well, I feel like this was a good conversation, uh, and I really like talking about kind of the mindset piece, because even though our areas of expertise are nutrition and or fitness, it's so much of what we do is like working through this kind of mental piece and the behavior change and the struggles that come with it. So I think this was a good conversation. (laughs) One day I'd like for one of us to be like, this is a bullshit conversation. We hated it. You know, we always end with like, this was good. Yeah, this was good. I feel feel good about it. I feel good about it. Rose like, fuck this. Yeah, like, this is the worst one we've done. We need to be proud of the work that we do. No, absolutely. We're like, yes, golf clap. You all did a good job. (laughs) Golf clap. I'm so done. Amazing. Wow. Well, uh, quick outro real quick because I got to hype up the homies. Ro and Nicole are currently accepting clients. Ro is the master of all things exercise and performance. Nicole is our intuitive eating and health at every size dietitian. She's also just like one of the wisest, nicest people I've ever met. I am a dietitian. Yeah, (laughs) I am a dietitian as well. I specialize in functional nutrition for athletic performance, and I'm currently working from a wait list, but I would love to have a conversation with you if you want to reach out and apply for one-on-one coaching. Make sure to follow us at Health Unfiltered Pod on IG and keep those questions coming. Uh, Definitely love some good questions of the week. Rate us, share us, and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts, but only if they're nice. Any mean comments can be directed at Ro. Yeah, you just give them to me, and I'm like, so I do have some things to talk about, guys. Ro's like, I wrote this three-page paper to respond. (laughs) We're good guys. I gave them all the facts. I'm just going to start screenshotting any, like, trolley-type DMs I get from people and give them to you, Ro, because that'll be a good sass response. Yeah, I'll be like, you know, I haven't felt, like, very stimulated lately, like, my mind, because I am in summer, so I'm like, I just need something else, and if that's how I'm going to take up my time, so be it. (laughs) I love it. Feed the trolls. Awesome. Well, on that note, I'm going to pass it off. Robo, will you take us out? It's been so long. I was like, what happens next? Cue that music. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye, y'all.